Kaibigan, this is DJ Tulisan from Pinoy Rock USA. Once again, invading your personal sonic space to present episode number 13 of our weekly Rockcast. Maraming salamat po sa inyong patuloy na pagtangkilik and we appreciate your continued support for our program. Continue to follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast, or if you want to revisit all our previous Rockcasts, Visit our site at PinoyRockUSA.com and check out the Rockcast page. Uh, we have kind of a serious program for you this fine Sunday afternoon. But before I start, let me give a shout out to everyone who has supported our Rockcast in the last few weeks. You know, pare, it's not easy starting this thing from scratch. <laughs> and I'm lucky to have friends who are with us the whole step of the way. And it's because of that I would like to thank Mr. Mike Abad, Mr. Don Morales, Mr. Paco Arispacochaga, Marvin Rivera, Ferd Srafanan, Benji and Joyce Colantes, Shikes Barbero, OPM America, PNW, Pinoy Music Connect, Pinoy Bator Productions, and all the artists and music lovers who check out our featured bands every Friday as well as our rockcast every Sunday. Maraming salamat po sa inyo lahat. I really owe you guys. Anyway, I'm happy to announce that we have had some awesome submissions from some of our local bands, especially from the Bay Area. Kudos to Shikes Barbero for helping spread the word. Salamat pare! Now, speaking of Shikes, we are proud to feature his band in our weekly band spotlight. The band is called High Fans, a five-piece band from the Bay Area who have been playing together since 2017. They are essentially an amalgamation of experienced musicians coming from different bands, and even though their members come and go like a rotating door, their sound also keeps evolving and getting complemented by every new approach. But the constant thing is the songwriting of Shikes and vocalist Kate Devera, spanning the mysterious to the mundane. But again, don't take my word for it. Check out this demo of their original song, Shift Happens, from the band Hypens. Here at Pinoy Rock, U.S.A. Oh, 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 
the song Shift Happens by the band High Fans, our featured band on our weekly spotlight. Anyway, folks, let me share a rant. Now, some people may not like this rant, and some might even find it downright offensive. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. It has to be said, and for those of you who have followed me in these last few rockcasts, you know how I think, and I might be preaching to the choir, but allow me to say it anyway. I fucking told you so! We fucking told you so! Coronavirus cases are up again, way up! I know most of us are doing our part to prevent the spread of the disease. Social distancing, washing our hands, six feet apart, face masks. But man oh man, the Karens, the Beckys, the Susans, the Gertrudes, the Haley's, the Kikais, the Teclas, the Osangs, and the Bakekangs, what the fuck man? Why is it so hard to wear your mask? They are not for you, I repeat. They are not for you. It's to stop your ignorant ass from infecting people. Stop being so self-centered and thinking how people will think of you. It's one of the main reasons why you refuse it because of what other people will think. Who the fuck cares? Swallow your ego, save a life. Cram your politics up your ass and don't let people go sick. There was this story being shared about this middle-aged guy who refuses to wear a mask. He's in his late 30s and was in the military service, I think. He said, and I quote, I am not buying a fucking mask. I've made it this far by not buying into the damn hype. Now that was the end of April. Then he shares a photo of geniuses like him, all packed in a swimming pool with no social distancing. That picture was in the second week of June. Fast forward, July 1, and he shares that he is sick with symptoms from COVID-19. He got swabbed and was waiting results when he posted it and saying he wants to feel good again. Later that day, he gets the good news. He tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, did I say good news? I meant bad, stupid news. Fourth of July, he's dead. Thoughts and prayers, I guess, huh? Was that insensitive of me? I guess. Did he deserve to die? I have no idea. I don't even know him. Will his death serve as a lesson to everyone who refused to wear masks because of selfish reasons? Unfortunately, no! Because they also don't know him and it doesn't get serious until it hits close to home. Pag hindi mo ko mag-anak, wala kang pake. Dahilan mo, Eh, yung idol ko nga, walang mask eh. Bakit ako magsusuot? Kung yung mga pinuno natin, hindi sinaseryoso itong sakit na ito. Siguro naman, hindi ganun kasama, di ba? Pekin balita lang yan para magbuka silang masama. You know what the funniest thing about this guy's tale is? A GoFundMe page to finance his funeral expenses. You know what would be a better place for the money to go? Hospitals. Nursing homes. People who are fighting for their lives and doing everything they can to avoid getting sick. The guy died for shoving social distancing back into the faces of those who care about other people getting sick. He died for that mistake and may God forgive him and welcome him in his loving embrace. But whoever set up that GoFundMe page is like everyone who gets sick for not wearing a mask and then demanding the hospital keep them alive. So all I can say is, fuck you. 
and rest in peace. My sincere condolences to you and your family, but any money I'll donate goes to the people who deserve it. The hype is real, man. And I hope that during the end, you finally understand. I don't know. Maybe I'll lose some listeners for that. But this is real talk, pare. It's a sentiment shared by many who care about who dies because of this pandemic. The cases are spiking. More people might be dying. The only way to stop this is to wake the fuck up and smell the N95. (laughs) Don't let your politics take away your common sense. Being politically correct is better than being terminally dead. Stop the killing. Stop the deaths. Stop the body bags. Be intelligent. Be sympathetic. Be vigilant. Make America smart again. Okay? All right. I got that out of my system for now. Now, My apologies to anyone who got offended by the content or maybe the foul language. But it's in many people's minds. And I was just one of the people who can say it out loud. Okay, let's go back to the fun stuff, shall we? Last week, we featured another great band, Ceases Veil who are making their return to the indie scene and have released their first single in 20 years. The unique thing about this band is that their songwriting and musicality is unlike many of the Philam bands. Why, you may ask? Well, they were not in the Philippines in the 90s. Their sound was not influenced or derived by the Pinoy rock explosion that took place during that time. Their music can be considered unstuck in time when the primary musical influences were still the glory days of New Wave and the Romantic Era and the punk and goth rebellion that followed. When Cesar's Veil went on their decades-long hiatus, Benji Colantes, vocalist and main songwriter, went on a creative foray into new musical territory. One of those destinations was a band called Childhood Dilemma. Childhood Dilemma was formed in the late 1980s and also went on a similar hiatus only to be reformed in 2005 with Benji seizing the vocal direction. Already coming from his other band, Spiral Echo, Benji masterfully crafted the resurgence and helped reinvent the band's sound. Now, Childhood Dilemma may be gone, but their music endures. They just re-released their album, Atropa Belladonna, and it is now available for download at online digital stores and ready to stream on Spotify. Here's one of the songs in their album. This one is In the Dark, playing here on Pinoy Rock, USA. Yeah. 
Was in the Dark by Childhood Dilemma, one of the songs in their album, Atropa Belladonna, released in 2006. It's now available to purchase and download on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Deezer, and other reputable online music stores, and streaming, of course, on Spotify. On a personal note, Benji has garnered my admiration through the years, not just because he is a great human being, but because he's also a kick-ass musician down-to-earth and always supportive of anyone in the Pinoy music scene. Support the music he and his friends created and kindly give your own friends your own support. The next thing I'm going to talk about is both relevant and disturbing. Yeah, guys, it's rant time again. (laughs) There have been several sides presented on this issue and I have to make a confession here. I have not been following it as diligently as I do the current events happening here in the United States. That's because it takes place in the motherland. It takes place in the Philippines. But the ramifications of it will be felt across the world, especially to those who value freedom of speech and freedom of the press. Yes, I'm talking about the ABS-CBN shutdown. Ngayon pare, hindi ko alam kung side mo sa issue na to eh. So, what I say might offend you. Again. You know, pare, I might have already lost a few on my previous rant. 
So, for those who stayed and are still listening, bear with me again, please. It's Real Talk Sunday. Okay, alam ko na madaming galit sa ABS-CBN. I'm not gonna claim that I know about the entire issue. And I won't even go in-depth about it here. That's not my point. If you don't know the background, there are several articles you can Google online. But the main gist of what I get is that nag-expire ang franchise license ng ABS-CBN and they appealed to have it extended so that they can renew it. I think it was going well until a last-minute lawsuit abruptly made them shut their doors. And from what I understand, they caught ABS-CBN on a technicality. And while kasalanan din ang ABS-CBN siguro for not making a bigger push for renewal and instead relying on the benevolence of the Philippine court system, the obvious pressure from the administration to shut down the network is so obvious, man. The Duterte administration has no love for ABS-CBN. I think the closest I can think that compares to this is our own Obama administration's disdain for Fox News. Now, if you don't remember, Fox News is a conservative news network that has maybe 90% negative coverage on any Democratic administration. They go out of their way to just call out the ineptitudes of Obama and Democrats and his presidency, regardless of whether it follows journalistic integrity or not. Pero alam mo, ang pagkakaiba niyan in the Philippines, pag hindi mo gusto ang mga namumuno, malamang maresbakan ka. <laughs> And palagay ko, ganun nangyari. Sure, many people will claim that ABS-CBN may, ab- may have abused their standing, but pare, shut down an entire network? Sure, bragging rights for the detractors claiming they slew Goliath down, but do you really understand the significance of what happened? And alam mo ba kung ano ang pinaka-nakakapagpanting ng tenga sa lahat ng ito? Yung mga Pilipino na tuwan-tuwa at nawala ang ABS-CBN. Yung mga tao na nagsasabing, Hala! Pangit naman ang programa ninyo! Buti nga, nawala kayo. Or, Ayan! Panay kasi kayo kontra sa presidente. Mabuti nga, nawala kayo. Mamatay na kayong lahat. Isa lang ang masasabi ko sa mga nagsasabi o nag-iisip nito. Mga putang ina nyo at sana mabuhay kayo ng matagal para makita ninyo ang consequences ng mga nangyari nito. Pagkawala ng ABS-CBN ay ang pagkamatay ng isang industriya. The network has been the most influential in the whole country for many, many years. And I'm not talking about politics. Natatandaan nyo ba yung mga programang kinalakayan ninyo at kung saan kayo ay natuto ng mga importanteng mga bagay sa inyong mga buhay? Malamang sa hindi, sa ABS-CBN ninyo natutunan. Ang inyong pagkabata, ang paglaki ninyo at ang mga bagay na nakapagpapatawa sa inyo dahil din sa ABS-CBN. At nandahil lang sa isang administrasyon na nagpakita lang sa inyo a few years ago. Willing kayo na talikuran ang halaga ng kinalakihan ninyo? At ang pag-uusapan natin ay ang mga nawala ng trabaho dahil dito. Ang mga nawala ng kabuhayan. Sila bang may kasalanan? Happy din ba kayo na natanggal ang pinagtatrabahuan nila? Sure, sasabihin ng madami na kung mahalaga talaga sa ABS-CBN ang mga empleyado nila, sana tumahimik na lang sila. Pero hindi nila kasalanan, hindi kasalanan ng mga empleyado. Kung ang may problema ay ang leadership, palitan ng leadership. Kung kailangan i-reshapo lang management, gawin ninyo. 
Pero wag ninyong idamay sa away ninyo ang mga manggagawa. And you know, I think the biggest fundamental problem here is the effect on freedom of speech and journalistic integrity. Let's go back to Fox News. During Obama's presidency, they are essentially being accused of doing the same thing as ABS-CBN, depending on where your politics were during the time. Pero kahit anong gawin nilang pangangarag sa administrasyon na ayon nila or pagsamba sa gusto nila, hindi sila re-resbakan. You know why? Dahil importante ang freedom of speech, ang freedom of the press, ang freedom of expression. Hindi lahat ng sinasabi magugustuhan mo. At minsan talaga namang gusto mo na mapikon eh. Pero the beauty of the freedom of speech and journalistic integrity is that everyone can air their side. Everyone is free to air their side. Everyone is free to write or say about what they think is right. With the shutdown of ABS-CBN, the Philippines, the administration, its supporters, and everyone who took joy in taking down the big bad network have opened the floodgates of fascism. Yeah, I said the word, the F word, fascism. The death of press freedom. I'm not even discussing Rappler and Maria Ressa's conviction. Here's the reality of life. Everyone has their own view. Everyone is entitled to their own view. And they can and will passionately do anything to fight for it. In a place where injustices have become part of the campaign to rid the country of drugs and crime, and ultimately not being successful at it anyway, this shutdown is the straw that breaks the camel's back for many Filipinos. I don't care if 90% of the country allegedly supports Duterte. It's their opinion and their right. I don't care if many of those same people do not like the programming from ABS-CBN. I don't know, siguro asar kayo sa mga dance numbers? Or baka naiinis kayo sa mga sapi stories ni Ati Charo? Or baka naman you think that Showtime is a joke? Or better yet, Siguro naman ayaw ninyo kay Vice Ganda kasi bakla siya, mayabang ang nagladadlad pa. Who cares? Don't fucking watch it! Don't fucking talk about it! No one has your TV hostage, man. Manood kayo ng mga ibang programa, yung mga gusto ninyo. Kesa para kayong mga tanga na patuloy pa rin nanonood ng mga programang ayaw ninyo. But don't ever fucking say that you are happy that the network is shut down. Don't ever fucking say that they deserve what happened to them and they should all die. This goes for any established network that has been an integral part of everyone's lives. You should be sad. You should be outraged. Because if any administration can do this, what makes you think it won't happen again in the future? What if it happens to be a network that you like? What if it's a place where you work? How would you feel if people said they were glad you are unemployed? I mean, seriously, man. Ganito na ba nangyayari sa ating mga Pilipino? Walang awa, walang respeto, walang kapakanan sa kapwa. We need to remember our humanity. In these uncertain times, the last thing we need is to rejoice in people's lives being destroyed. Removing a historical landmark and rejoicing in its removal is sick. Hoy gising, mga Pilipino! We are better than this. The administration might not be the same two years from now. So what happens to the country after that is something you will feel long after that administration may or may have left. 
Think about the legacy you will leave to future Filipinos. The legacy you will leave to your kids. We can be better and we should be better. Whoa, pare. <laughs> Sorry, that's not really the tone I intended. I was just caught up in the moment, but I hope my point is clear. Instead of fighting each other, we should strive to understand each other. Come up with compromises. Magkasundo tayo. Huwag tayo mag-alitan. Kaya natin to. And with that, we return you to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Alright, these next two weeks are an exciting time for Pinoy Rock here in the United States. Forget the fact that the pandemic is still here. Still gaining traction and increasing its death grip. Forget the fact that more people publicly hate each other than they did four years ago. Let's forget the negativity. Let's celebrate that there are more new music coming up. Next week, the band River will release their first album. And two weeks after that, the band Dominion will release their latest single. And throughout the entire month of July, music will get us by with Bayan Promotions' Cantambayan series, Tim DeRamos' Quarantine Sessions, Mark Flores' Awesome Collaborations, Paco Res Paco Chagas' second season of Paco's Plays, and dozens of great musical performance from our indie Pinoy artists. Mga kaibigan, let our music speak for us. Let's have our performances show our passion. Let our support for our fellow Pinoy artists show that we care. Music is our refuge. Music unites us. Music brings out the best in us. So let's all join together to celebrate the things we have in common. Let's all celebrate music. Thank you for sticking around and listening to my rants. I promise that the next Rockcast will go back to being funny, being corny, and being lively. <laughs> I hate talking about politics, man. I really do. But you know, sometimes a little dose of reality helps. As long as we show respect and compassion. As long as we stay informed. As long as we stay united. This is DJ Tulisano, Pinoy Rock USA, ending Rockcast number 13. And wishing you a wonderful week. Maraming salamat po sa inyong lahat. Hanggang sa muli, Kita Kits, Rock and Roll. You are listening to Pinoy Rock, USA.